Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. Something that is pressing my spirit heavily to talk about, and something that's very rife in this country today, especially the West, is homosexuality. Now, we have to be tender about this, because as an evangelist, I can be very direct and bold. That's my calling. I'm the man that stands there and warns you of the consequences of what's going to happen to you if you don't repent of your sin. And for those brothers and sisters out there that are living in sin, James 5.20, I am to challenge you in love and to help you understand that if you continue on down this path, you can go to hell. Some Christians believe you can't do salvation, you can, because if you read the New Testament, you'll see that John 15 makes that very clear. It's probably one of the biggest ones when you read what Jesus says, to what happens to him that bears with me and what happens to him who does not. It's very clear stuff. I'm not going to mention other scripture. John 15 is the biggest one. So I'm going to read scripture in a minute from Romans about Paul. Now, Paul the Apostle was a top Pharisee in his day before he became a Christian. He was an up-and-coming Pharisee. He was very highly educated. He knew the Torah inside out, which is the first five books of Moses, or the five books of Moses. And Jesus stopped him on the road to Damascus and turned his whole life around to serve him. And he became probably the number one apostle next to Jesus. He knew the scriptures inside out. And he, he makes it very clear what happens when we haven't got love for one another. And that's in 1 Corinthians 13. He emphasizes the importance of love. Now, don't confuse love with disobedience and wickedness because it's not. Right, love, real love, is giving your life for another person, standing in front of a bullet and dying for somebody else. That's real love. Giving your whole life up to serve the Lord is real love. To deny yourself fully, crucify your flesh and the desires of the flesh, and follow Jesus, Luke 9:23. This is real love. If you really love God, you will do these things because if you don't love Him, you won't, and you don't belong to Him. It's as simple as that. Hebrews 12.8 talks about those who belong to God get disciplined because he loves them. But those who are illegitimate children of God don't get disciplined because they don't belong to him. It's as simple as that. Now, homosexuality is a massive problem in our world and it's rife everywhere. Now, I'll tell you something personal. Many, many years ago, all of my life, I've always loved women, right? But when I broke up with one of my exes, I think it was when I was in my mid-20s, I'm 37 now. I started to have attraction towards men sexually. Not physically. I didn't want to hug one and kiss them. I didn't want to make love to a man like I, I made love to a woman. Absolutely not. It was purely a sexual desire. The flesh wanted to explore this different department. Now, many of you are going to think, you know what? When I got to my 20s or my 30s, you know, I started to think about this. Things that you would never think about in your teens. I would never have even entertained to even look at a man that was naked. Ever right in my teens but when i came into my mid-20s the evil of the world the perversion of our media the perversion of our tvs and everything else gets the flesh curious and i remember i think the first time i looked at a man naked right i just i felt in my spirit oh this is horrible i shouldn't be doing this so my spirit was already fighting it right my soul was already fighting it but the flesh wanted to know more the flesh wanted to, to to look into it more it's like when you watch a horror movie you want to watch more of them when you're in the world you shouldn't be doing that as a christian right you just want to know what happens when a guy gets chopped up by the axe you just want to see it or you know some men out there have said that they actually enjoy seeing a woman getting raped because even you know it's wrong they enjoy watching the fact that she's been forcibly put down and raped now that is the flesh. Now, before you women think, oh, that's horrible men they are. No, stop. 
that is the flesh that is what the flesh is it's contrary to what god is it's an enemy of god that's Romans 6 23 the wages of sin is death to the flesh so if you walk in the flesh you will die it's as simple as that you'll literally go to hell forever if you choose to follow sin so remember that that these desires no matter what it is right some men enjoy murdering people some men enjoy being a pervert and become pedophiles right some men and i'm not just talking about men here women as well there's women pedophiles there's women murderers we're all sinful in many ways that's what the fall of the flesh is in mankind not just women not just men they apply to all what i want to get you to focus on is that the flesh is wicked and the flesh desires things so getting back to me when i was with these girlfriends obviously i had girlfriends and i never thought about it and i remember one of my ex-girlfriends who was russian this was when i was in the world i don't have a, i don't have any relationships now in christ i'm still a single man and i have been since i've been saved and if it's god's will that i'm married i will marry but i know for a fact it's not and my calling is to be an evangelist a man of god like noah like you know like uh, moses or paul i'm called to do my work but paul was a single man i'm a single man that's my calling anyway so when i was with my ex in the world she was a beautiful woman but not mentally right and that's a different subject i want to talk about another time but i remember her telling me would you ever go with a man and i'm like i looked at her like what you know and she said you know I've had, I've, had, I've had an interest looking at other women you know and i think she was implying you want to have a foursome let's get another couple together and have a foursome and i thought at the time i thought it was horrific you being serious you even asked me that you know and then i went away and the flesh starts to think about it. your mind starts to think about another man who's next to you right naked fit handsome man and she's thinking the same thing can you see now how the corruption gets in your flesh is like a computer a top computer it's the best computer in the universe and it's being corrupted by a virus it's being corrupted by the perversions of the devil the wickedness the evil of the devil that's what he's doing through the media or through the sick minds of this earth that will never come to christ and this is what the flesh does this is why god has got so much grace and so much patience with people because he knows the struggles jesus went through all the same temptations that we went through but he never sinned but we sinned why because we're weak we're never like him god became flesh john 1 14 and walked and died on the cross so he would eat on the cross the flesh gets crucified so those who believe in him their sins are crucified and the blood cleanses your soul so then as you walk after god and when you die you leave this earth you go to heaven that's the awesome sanctification that's the awesome rescue plan right but if you keep if you keep on sinning and living in sin there'll end up being no no rescue for your sins there'll be end up being no sacrifice for your remaining sins because you're walking in sin that's hebrews 10 26 it's a very touchy subject and i just want to get this across to all homosexuals bisexuals transgenders that god number one loves you right number two he wants you in heaven he says in the bible he desires none shall perish but all must come to repentance the new translations now i've been looking at are shocking they've changed that from but all must repent to some may shall or some should repent that's an abomination that's not what scripture says everyone must repent finished if you don't regardless of what sin you've committed 
right? Even down to telling one lie your whole life, you will go to hell. It's finished. You'll go to hell to be held. And then when you complete, when you're finally judged at the end, you'll go to the lake of fire. You will burn forever. I do not want anyone there. Now, some of you may think, what sort of God would do that? A just God, a holy God, a God that will not allow the paedophile who's been living at the end of a street, raping children all of his life to get away with his abominable acts. The same God who's holy and just that will deal with someone like Adolf Hitler during the Second World War that killed 20 million Jews and burnt them and crucified them and did so many abominable things. I'll tell you this. I was told something the other day. I said to them, don't tell me anymore. I don't want to know. It was horrendous. Little children being thrown alive into a furnace by evil, wicked men. Now you think to yourself, logically, how could a man do that? It's not normal for the human mind to do that. So that person's either possessed by a demonic spirit or they're naturally evil following Satan. Therefore, there must be a judgment. There must be a judge that will judge that when they leave this earth. Because there's been many a man and woman on this earth that have got away with horrendous crimes from a legal system because of lack of evidence or people being paid off because they're corrupt. Right? They all think they're going to get away with it. No, think again. You're going to go before God and you're going to be judged. Now, some of you are going to say, yeah, yeah, I want that. I want that for Adolf Hitler. I want this for the paedophile. I want this for the murderer. Right? Well, what's the difference between them and you? They've committed really harsh sins, but you've sinned as well. So you're going to get the same judgment. And so am I if I live in sin. If I, as a Christian, walk after sin, and trust me, I get tempted all the time by sin. Right? Sometimes I give way to it because I am weak. And I come to God, bring it to him in the spirit and say, please, Jesus, and in your holy name, forgive me of what I've done. I bring it to him and the spirit forgives you. He is just to forgive you. That's what he says. If you acknowledge all your sins and you bring it to the Lord with all your heart open, he will forgive you. That's what he says, Jesus. Now, if you deliberately sin and you live in that, you'll go to hell. There's no sacrifice for sins. That's Hebrews 10, 26. But God loves you and he wants you to repent. He wants you to be in heaven, but it's an act of free will to choose. Do you understand? Now, when you look at the judgment side of it, God is a just God and he will judge every single one person fairly. And I know some of you are going to agree with that. And some of you won't because you want to live in sin and you want everything your own way tough. You're not going to get it. It's as simple as that. God wants everyone in heaven. But they have to acknowledge that one, they're sinners, two, they have to repent, and three, they have to follow Christ. And if you follow Christ with all of your heart, through prayer and reading the word, God is going to show you all the truth. God says that in the New Testament. If you if you want the truth, God is going to show you. He says in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29, verse 13, if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. In other words, in the New Testament, it says the Spirit will lead you to all truth. That's in the book of John. The Spirit will lead you to all truth if you're seeking it. And he will show you all the truth and all the errors of the world. Homosexuality is an abomination to God. It's that severe that if you live in it and die in it, you will go to hell. Finished. You can't call yourself a Christian and live in that. Because I'm going to read you scripture now from the book of Romans. Romans 1 verses 18 and onwards and it makes this very clear right and i want you to listen to what the words are being said for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known to god is manifest in them for god has shown it to them so god has shown them the truth 
For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. In other words, the whole world knows God exists because the whole world proclaims it. Everything he's created, he proclaims as a creator, even down to your blood cells in your body. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that's the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. It's basically saying there that the whole of creation proclaims God exists, that God gave them the truth, but they prefer to live in sin. They prefer to live in wickedness. That's their choice. Uh, verse 22 and on. Professing to be wise, they became fools, right, thinking they knew everything, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God, in incorruptible, that means God's not corruptible, he's incorruptible, he's perfect, God, into an image made like corruptible man, and the birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness in their lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who blessed forever. Amen. So in other words, when it talks about the corruptible man, um, blah, 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 goes down to uncleanliness, lusts of their hearts and dishonors of their, dishonoring their bodies among themselves who exchange the truth of God. So in other words, exchanging what's natural for unnatural, that woman is woman and man together is natural, but man, man and woman, woman is unnatural. In other words, just destroying what God has made pure, basically. For this reason, God gave them up to vile possessions, for even their woman exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. In other words, woman laying with woman. Likewise also for men, leaving the natural use of woman burned in their lust for another man, with men committing what is shameful and receiving themselves the penalty of their error which was due. In other words, men laying with men, women laying with women. It's unnatural, it's wicked, right? Think about it. A man has sex with a man, you can't produce a baby, it's just sex it's just a desire of the flesh same with woman you can't produce it naturally it's an abomination whether you like it or not that's how god sees it right and if you continue living that this is the way also the spirit has shown me if you really are saved if you really are belonging to god if you really are a member of his family you won't be a practicing homosexual that's the end of it right because if you are a so-called Christian that practices homosexuality, you're not a Christian, you're not a child of God, you're a child of Satan, and you're going to go to hell. Because if you love God, if you really do, his first commandment, Matthew 8, love me with all your heart, soul, and mind. If you really do love him, and you're thankful for what he's done for you on that cross, and how you're free now of all your sins, and your, your depression, your anxiety, your suicidal thoughts, your, whatever you're suffering with, right you won't be going against him now you will be tempted by the enemy the enemy is going to tempt you of all the things that he knows you're weak at and this is where we turn to god if we make a mistake and we fall into that sin or what we used to be part of we come to jesus we bring it to his attention we repent of our sin he forgives you you move on but if you live in sin you're going to hell because you're walking after the devil you're not walking after jesus are you it's very simple stuff 
you know, when you read the Bible, it's very clear. It's very clear stuff when you read the Bible. And I've tried to do my best to explain it the best way I can about homosexuality because it is a very touchy subject and we have to love and support one another and Paul makes that very clear the same guy that made Romans he says it in 1 Corinthians 13 the importance of love that love is not jealous love is not envious love is not hateful love is not boastful love is not prideful love is not shameful love is not this love is not that love is kind love is patient love is sweet love is gentle love is peace Love is persevering. Love is telling people the truth. Love is people warning there's a fire coming through that forest and you're camped in that camp with another man or a woman with another woman. That fire is going to come. It will consume both of you. My job is to warn both of you of what's coming. That is what love is. Telling someone the truth, God's truth, that you are exchanging something natural for something unnatural. What I was talking about earlier on, which I went off because I got distracted slightly, which is part of what I'm saying now, is that, you know, when I was in the world, using me as an example, right, and that's what I'll always do, me, because I'm not perfect, I make mistakes. I was in the world, and all my life, I loved women. But when I got to my mid-twenties, I can't remember the exact date, but I remember being interested sexually only towards a man. Now, I remember for years, I used to look at men's penises. I used to, you know, I used to look at things around a man, right, which now is disgusting to me. But that was the corruption of the flesh. That was the world and the new media. I know when in like the year 2000, things changed massively. We had the internet boom. You know, I remember when I was what? 18 the first mobile phone came out when i was 18 it was like a massive army phone it was huge by the time i'm like what 28 29 they got smartphones everywhere this is when the media went boom this is when the perversion went all the way around the world i saw people changing overnight it was horrendous and you know there's more information on the internet there's porn sites there's pictures of naked men men with women women with men you know men men women women transgender i mean transgender was only five years ago when i first started seeing transgenders and you're thinking you got a man with a vagina right you got a, a woman with a penis and you're thinking wow i want to try this this is what the flesh wants to do why not try it the flesh goes do you know what what's the harm in it if i'm being nice to that person and pleasing them and they're pleasing me what's the harm in it that's what some of you are going to be thinking what is the harm the harm is it's not natural it's wicked and god has standards and if you don't meet them you're going to go to hell it's as simple as that finished right so God wants you to understand that even though the flesh desires it, it's not what the soul wants. If your soul wants it as well, then I've got news for you. Not saved, you're going to go to hell. To those who are saved, the soul doesn't want to do it. But if you fall into it, God is, that's what the blood is for. But if you're following it and you're living it, Hebrews, 6, 20, Hebrews 10, 26, you will go to hell. There's no sacrifice for sin. So <clears throat> I remember in my late 20s, <clears throat> I broke up my ex. It was very bad. It affected me emotionally. So I needed either a woman to fall back on or something to distract me as rebound because I was suffering a lot from the loss of it. I mean, mentally she wasn't right, but physically she was beautiful. And I pray for her often and I pray that she'll come to know the Lord as I have. So I remember... <clears throat> website like plenty of fish um there was a gay website called gaydar and i was on there and there was transgenders on there there's all sorts and you could chat to people as well so i was using it to chat to people and i remember meeting one time i'll share this actually it's only just come to me i remember meeting this what looked like a woman on there 
and there's actually a transgender it was a man that became a woman now i got chatting with her on there and she invited me up to this is when i was in portsmouth my hometown i got invited up to uh, horsham where she lived he and when i first met him i'll tell you this i parked up and i saw her right him i could not if i did not know this the background i would not be able to tell if that was once a man it was clearly looked like a woman but when he spoke she spoke it was a man talking you know very like squeamish like a very camp sort of voice and i treated them with respect gave him a hug and we went and had a coffee i got invited up again by um him she you know I get, I, i've got to be honest it's a he i can't say it's a she it's a he you know but out of respect you know if i met a transgender now i wouldn't have walked up to him and say well you're a bloke dressed as a woman no because you're going to break that person they're already broken by being corrupted by the system so you've got to have some wisdom you've got to like the guy over in the shop it's clearly a man i mean the one the, the one down in horsham looked like a woman wow i was like wow what a transformation but this one up here is clearly a man that's completely lost so you've got to be very gentle with these people you can't just run in there like an evangelist repent or you're going to go to hell no because they're already lost in hell you end up condemning them and then god say you condemn and i'll condemn you you know so you've got to be very careful but as an evangelist i've got to judge on unrighteousness and wickedness as a as a man who's righteous walking with the lord and i am that's what blood, blood, the blood's for and that's what the bible says i'm a righteous man chasing after god and i am one of his servants a soldier proclaiming this gospel and i may judge on unrighteousness now with this woman man down in uh, horsham you're probably laughing thinking he keeps saying man woman man woman but it's it's in your mind you're thinking it's a mixture it's a he his original name was um what's his original name glenny and he changed it to Nicole. I'm not going to say second name, so you chase them up, but it, that's how it is. So I got invited up. I met some of his friends, right? And his, some of his friends were all women. These are beautiful women. One woman said to me one night, you know, if you, if I didn't have a husband, you'll be taking your own tonight. That's what she said to me. And you, you look back at it thinking, wow, <laughs> you know, how loyal you to your husband? You know, at least she didn't come home with me. She didn't. So no, I did not have sex with Glenny, right? or now nicole nicole right i'll be honest with you i was in the flat i felt very uncomfortable right i thought this is wrong completely and utterly wrong there's a bloke in the bath that's now looking like a woman on the outside but there will always remain a man on the inside this is what you need to understand you can call yourself whatever you want you can change your whole body and have all the bits removed and look like a woman but you're always going to be a man and vice versa for the women you're always going to be a woman even if you had a penis put on i don't know how they managed to do that but you're always going to be what you were born to be that's the end of it now there's a thing called a hermaphrodite which is a, a, a person that's born with a penis and a vagina this is the fall of the flesh this is the this is the the the, the um the curse that came upon man and woman in Genesis 2, right? The fall of the flesh. The flesh is wicked. There's so many deformities in the world. It's a form of deformity. There's people born with one arm or three arms or, you know, no eyes. There's so many deformities in the world. It's really sad, but this is the fall of the world because man has rejected God and man's trying to do it all his own way and so on and so forth. So when I saw and I was down there, I was extremely uncomfortable. He was in the bath, right, trying to call me in. I know exactly what for and the the hints of i want to go to bed with you and do this and that i was actually horrified i did not want to be anywhere near it and i remember actually leaving that night i was supposed to stay over because it was only about i think 60 80 miles from portsmouth to horsham but 
I actually drove back every single time. I never once stayed there because I felt so uncomfortable with it. Now, we slowly departed from each other because she was or he was getting attracted to other situations, as you can imagine. And I was didn't want anything to do with it. And as the years went on, you know, I just got sick and tired of girls. Why? Because the women today are very much very manly in their in their in their behaviour. You know, a lot of women today, I'll say probably eighty percent of women today in our modern society are very manly thinking and act like men. They think they're equal to men. They think they can talk to men how they want. No, they can't. The Bible makes that clear about roles. Women and men have different roles. We're to love one another. A woman's supposed to be a woman. A man's supposed to be a man. That's the end of it. And I've met women that are actually women. They're like ladies. I met a woman in uh, Darling, not Dar- yeah, Darlington in the northeast of England. And she reminded me of a woman back in the 50s and 60s. She was so elegant. She had so much char- charisma about her. It was fantastic. You know, for the first time in years, probably 10 years, I've actually met a woman that I respect. And she had this way about her. I mean, she was 50-something years old. Beautiful woman. And she was ex-CID in the police. She was doing a part-time receptionist job, you know, on top of her pension. As uh, I was at this hospital having knee surgery done. And you know what? I loved her. I told her to her face. I thought, I can't afford them for her. I mean, she was married. So I respected that. Obviously, I wasn't a Christian at the time. And obviously, nothing happened. But she had this way about her that made me want to help her or take care of her or, you know, respect her. And that's what, you know, a real woman that's a real lady in Christ. You know, I've met only one so far in four years. One woman that was acting like a woman and she was so nice. You know, the men would melt around a woman like that and the man would do anything for that woman because that's what God made at the beginning. The woman has that charisma, her respect, her self-respect, her dignity, her education, her kindness, her loving, her careness, everything about that a woman is. The man would do anything for her. And if the man behaves with protection and love and respect, the woman would do anything for the man. That's God's perfect plan. But Satan's carefully mixed it, mixed it all up. And I was starting to get bored with women, right? Because it was the same old thing. You get with them, you know, you have sex with them, you roll off them and think, oh, this is boring. I couldn't hold conversation with women because the women today don't ha- can't hold a conversation anyway. All they want to talk about is things of the world. Uh, by the way, this is when all this was happening, this was before I was a Christian. This was two years before I got saved. And I was getting bored, and then obviously the desires of me looking at other men. There was a man on this dating site who was a, a lad, very fit, athletic. I won't go into too much detail. I did meet up with him, and we did have sex. Now, I'll be honest with you, when I was having sex with him, it was weird. It was like empty. It was dead. It was just, it was just like, I couldn't explain it. It was like, understanding it now as a Christian preacher looking back at it, it was literally my flesh that was getting what it wanted. It wanted to try it. It wants to experience it. And at the end of it, I just felt empty, dead, like an empty vessel. Imagine me doing that now as a man of God. I'll feel completely and utterly wrecked. You'll feel completely disgusting because of what you've just done. Right? So it's completely unnatural. So at the end of it, you know, we went our separate ways. We had something that we went our separate ways. I felt nothing from it. And that was the only time I ever engaged in that. I've desired it. I've desired it since in my mind. But what the flesh desires and what the spirit desires are two different things. 
And I will be graphic with you because some of you might think, well, that's too graphic for me. But what you've got to understand, there are people that are listening to this that need to hear what I'm saying and they will understand what I'm saying to get them to understand because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about the Lord. It's about people being saved, right? Because there's thousands that are going to go to hell and I don't want to see that. That's my first desire. One of my brothers says, Steve, the desire you have for people to be saved, I don't have, right? But that's me as an evangelist. He's a teacher. I'm an evangelist. That's his calling. This is my calling. And I love people, regardless if you're black, white, green, yellow, right? Male, female, child or old person. It doesn't matter. I care about you all. And I want you to know the truth. And I'm showing you my example. If you end up judging me, I don't, listen, I don't care. You judge me, judge me all you want. But remember this, you judge people, God will judge you by the same measurements you judge others. You have no right to judge. None of us. Now, I said earlier on, as a man of God, I can judge the unrighteous because I'm righteous. Yes, I can. I can go out there, look at someone who's living in the world, who's living in sin. I can judge them with righteousness because I walk in it. But I cannot judge some, for example, if I was if I was having sex with a woman now outside of marriage, right, and then I went and preached about it in the street, that it's an abomination to God, it's against God, Jesus would say, Steve, you're a hypocrite, and I could lose everything, right? That's what that's talking about. It's as simple as that. While we're on the subject, a Christian cannot have sex outside of marriage. If you are a Christian, you have sex when you marry your wife or when a woman marries her husband. You don't have sex before. None of this premarital sex, that's an abomination to God. That's of the devil. Any Christian who calls himself a Christian, who really is a Christian, would be convicted in the spirit to do the right thing, what God wants you to do. Two people come together in a holy matrimony. When you both are married, you can have sex till the cows come home. You can have as much sex as you want and be as fruitful as you want because it's done right under God. But outside, it's not right. Some of you may fall into it, yes. And if you do and you make a mistake, like I once did when I first got saved, about a year in, the enemy pulled me in and literally pulled me in. The Lord warned me not to go somewhere. I went there. I met this woman. She was beautiful. She was part of the occult. She was uh, uh, worshipping, um, you know, like Baal and this and that, not unknowingly, but she was part of it, teaching Buddhism and teaching yoga and all this business. We got together. She gave me a massage. I prayed over it. I got protection that night. But the next night I went back, we had sex, even though... Even though I asked the Lord for protection and I was resisting and resisting and resisting, I gave way to it because I'm weak, right? And I had sex with her. And I'll tell you this, when I was having sex with her, when I was inside her, it was like I was stuck in this body. I wanted to get out of this body, but the flesh was enjoying it. And I want you to try and grasp that, that you're in a body, the body wants to go one way, but you want to follow God. That is what God loves, right? If you turn to him and you want him, he will give you all the strength that you can handle. He will give you, he will tempt you, the Bible says, to with what you can withstand, and he'll always give, always give you an exit plan, right? So it's your choice to follow it or to turn away to God. Now, I make mistakes, and sometimes I give way to whatever the situation is, and most of you will. But as long as you keep God in your eyesight, as long as you keep focused on God, God will help you, right? But if you give way and just follow sin, follow sin, follow sin, You'll go to hell, right? Hebrews 10, 26. Hebrews 6 talks about someone who walks away from the faith. John 15, what happens to those who don't walk after Christ? And so on. I've been very honest. And the reason why I've been very honest is because I love all of you. And those who really want to be saved will listen to this and go, wow, you know, 
he's told the truth. It is the truth, 100%. If you judge me, then God will judge you. It's as simple as that. I'm not bothered. I could stand in the street and preach to 100 people, and they all laugh at me. Laugh at me. I don't care, right? Because you won't be laughing on Judgment Day when you're screaming on flames. You won't be laughing when you're in front of God and God says, is, or he, is his or her name in the Lamb's Book of Life? And the angel says no, right? You won't be laughing then. You'll be screaming, screaming and begging God for forgiveness. That's what the Bible says to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. People will be screaming, screaming, begging, begging, begging. And God will say, no, depart from me for I never knew you. You'll go to hell, right? And then one day thrown into the lake of fire where you'll burn forever. You won't be laughing then, will you? So for you people out there that judge people, homosexuals, bisexuals, transgenders, people who live in sin, people who are sinning in lies and fornication and adultery and so on, if you judge them, right, God will judge you. God will literally just pull your life to pieces in one second. Anyone out there, a theologian, a pastor, a preacher, you know, someone who's been in the church 40 years, if you dare judge anybody, God will judge you by the same measurements you judge others. This is in the book of Matthew. Listen very carefully to what Jesus says. We are to love one another, 1 Corinthians 13. We are to care for one another. We are to warn one another and make it very clear what happens to those who live in sin. Homosexuality is like many sins. If you don't remove from it and you don't seek the Lord and you continue living in it, you will go to hell. But if you seek the Lord with all of your heart and you ask him for forgiveness and you mean it from your heart, God will forgive you. And when you leave this earth, you will go to heaven. Right, it's as simple as that. I love you all dearly, and that's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm being so honest with you and opening up with you. Because I used to, I remember when I was like in my teens, I look at a man and go, "Oh, that's disgusting." And then as soon as I got into my late twenties, the perversion of the world comes in through the media. The, the media is wicked. If I could go back, I wish that it was never created. It's probably the biggest problem on this earth. It starts wars. It starts so many problems. Even though it's a useful tool, like an online dictionary, right? You can literally type in Google a word, gives you the meaning in seconds, where you'd have to get the dictionary out and go through it, take 10 minutes, right? So it's useful in some respects. But you need, as a Christian, to understand the, the phone can be a very useful tool, right? But it can also be a very destructive one. And you can idolize your, your phone. I'm not going to talk about idols now, but... I want you all to understand, which I've repeated several times. God is not a God of confusion. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hebrews 13, verse 8. His standards will always remain the same from the moment he went to that cross all the way till now to the end. His standards stay the same. What the apostles said, like Paul, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and so on, right? Their standards are all the same. What Moses said was the same. Nothing changes. And if your heart is looking for a lie, 2 Thessalonians 2, right, God will keep you in a lie. Like the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're not Christians, they're deceived. Many in the Catholic Church are deceived, right? They're an apostate church. They don't believe in visions and dreams. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear what people hear them. That's 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 to 4. People in the end times will turn to what they want to hear, not sound doctrine. Right, these people are going to hell, right? Do you want to go to heaven or do you want to go to hell? It's your choice. Read the New Testament. Listen to what Jesus, Jesus tells you to do and do it. If you struggle, bring it to him in prayer and he'll help you. Listen to the apostles. Listen to what God says through them. It's very clear. The book of Revelation, Jesus makes it very clear. And this is the final straw. 
He warns the seven churches. He warns about those living in sin. He warns about cowards in Revelations 22. He warns about all sorts of people that sow discord in the church. Proverbs 6, verses 16 to 19, and in the book of Revelation. What happens to liars? What happens to people that cause discord in the church? You are of the devil. Jesus says, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Anything else is of the devil. In other words, if you say you're going to do something, get it done. Right? Obviously, if you say you're going to do something and, and the day before you're supposed to do it, you have an emergency, you've got to go to the hospital or you've got to help somebody, then that's acceptable because that's genuine. But if you, you say you're going to do something and you don't do it because you can't be bothered, you are of the devil. You're not of God because in your conviction, you'll get the job done. If you're going to do it, just get it done. Don't talk about it. Just do it. That's what God is saying. Everything's about integrity in the New Testament. Integrity, loyalty, valor, honor. These are things that God loves. These are the traits that God loves. And these are the things that I love and who I am in Christ. I love you all dearly. And I hope that what I've said will understand that homosexuality, like any sin, will be punishable by death. You will go to hell. And just remember this, something I've said many a time. In the book of Numbers, it talks about, I think it's Numbers 11 or 12, when Dathan came up against Moses. Moses when Moses led, out, led the Israelites out of Egypt, into the, sorry, yeah, out of Egypt into the, the promise, not the promised land, because he came out of Egypt and across the desert and for the desert, for, in the desert for many years, right? Dathan came up against, Dathan came up against, um, Moses and built a golden calf when Moses went up to Mount Sinai and got the Ten Commandments came down and built a golden calf God swallowed up the golden calf along with Dathan and all of his family and his cattle and many others right and they were swallowed up the scripture says swallowed up into the land of the living dead I want you to understand that this is what got me the land of the living dead that means you're dead but you're living in hell right what does that mean then you're dead. You're no use to God anymore. You're in hell. Everyone in hell is no use to God anymore. You're finished. You're done. There's no use of you anymore. You're wicked, right? You're living down there. You don't die. You don't disintegrate. You don't disappear into the oblivion. You, you're living through the suffering because you're a wicked person. That's what you deserve. That's right. When someone's righteous and they do the right thing, they deserve to go to heaven to live happily forever after. Ultimately, all of them in hell and the hell itself thrown into the lake of fire. You burn forever ever and ever and ever and in revelations 14 verse 9 it says those who receive the mark of the beast and accept the mark of the beast and worship its image will be tormented in front of the holy angels and the lamb of god i.e jesus and the smoke of their torment will go up and up and up forever the smoke of their torment imagine that you burning and the smoke of it is going up forever and ever and ever it never stops oh man it's horrible uh terrible stuff Father, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus over this message, Lord, that people receive this message, that, Lord, you love everyone on this earth, Lord, but you have standards that never change, that we must meet them, and we don't do that in our own strengths. We only do that in the strength of you, Jesus, on the cross. I pray that people will come to that cross, understand what you require, seek you with all their heart, and repent of their sins, and come to you, Jesus, believing in you, becoming born again of spirit and water, which you say in John 3, 5. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, for a blessing over this message, that, Lord, I love everyone, and they see the truth of who you are, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Bye-bye.